0: Welcome to When Life Gets Strange, Tips for Loving Your Perfectly Imperfect Military and Everyday Life. Let me introduce you to my wife and your host, Maria Strange. We have been married for over 20 years, over 17 years in the Army, and she is the mother to our six children, and we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As a certified life coach, Maria's goal is to help you thrive and love your perfectly imperfect military and everyday life. Are you ready? Hey ladies, welcome back to a military life gets strange, episode 75, Allison Warman. In this interview that I did with Allison, we talk about military life in general, some of our hardships, some of the things we've learned over the years. I hope you enjoy this interview. I really enjoyed connecting with Allison and getting to hear a little bit about her experience as a Navy wife, so I hope you enjoy it. All right, ladies, today I have Allison Warman. She is a 20-year Navy wife. She has a podcast, The Unspoken Life of the Military Wife, and she has two daughters. And so we're going to talk a little bit about parenting and the challenges that come with it being in the military. Mm -hmm. Allison, you want to introduce yourself a little bit more, tell them a little bit more about you?
1: Yeah, um, so we are oh my gosh, we've been in for too long, (laughs) ready to be done. Um, our daughters, you know, it took us a long time to get pregnant. I think a lot of military spouses have fertility issues with just yourself. And then you add op tempos onto that and it makes, can make it really challenging to have a family. So it took us a long time. So our girls are still young. They're nine and 10. Um, and, um, we have moved pretty frequently every two to three years. My daughter's on her third elementary school now this year. So, um, and you know, we've, I, I feel like we've, I don't know, we manage okay in our military life. Um, we've lived in some cool places. We try to do our best to make the, make the best out of different, you know, the different places that we've lived and, um, you, you know, uh, one of the things that we like to do when we're going to move to a new duty station is make like a bucket list for that space. And that kind of gives the girls a little bit of buy-in of like where we're going to go, Hey, we have this to look forward to and that kind of thing. And then, you know, as we're, we're in the thick of, you know, lots of TDY and travel it's um, we're in a big season now of how do I help my kids emotionally through uh, daddy being gone a lot. And um, you know, I've talked <clears> to <throat> that's how you and I connected excuse me, was, um, was a episode that I did on in real time. I came home from a hellacious morning of dropping Savannah off at school. And she had just, you know, was just losing her, her mind over, um, daddy being gone and, and just the, you know, the different things that we've tried and things like that. So yeah, we've just, you know, it's been, (laughs) <laughs> it's been a challenge for the, you know, the, for the kid side of it. So I don't, I don't know exactly what you're looking for as far as like, you know, about me, but
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Right. Okay. And it is. It can be such a challenge for these kids having their parent come and go. Like I mentioned earlier, before we started recording, I actually have six kids. Four of them have been born since being in the military, but our oldest went on a mission for our church. And it was a two-year service mission. And when he came home, I did a podcast with him and I asked him what his favorite something his favorite homecoming was. And he goes, Mine, because dad had gone on deployment during that time and came home. And we knew he was okay. And then I got to come home and everybody was so excited. And it was kind of fun to be on that flip side of it and to see to experience that firsthand. Like it really is exciting coming back home. And you yeah. know but also how much you miss everybody. And he was out during COVID and different things. So it was kind of just a different experience, Yeah. but, you know, talking about his experience as a military child and the different things we've tried over the years. And one of the things I like, you're like, I bribed my daughter this week. If she doesn't have a meltdown, we're going to go get
1: ice cream. And I'm like, that's all about the bribery. A hundred percent. That's that was our MO this week. He's gone, he's on uh, travel, just a short trip. I'm like, if you can hold it together, no meltdowns, we'll go get frozen yogurt on Wednesday. So that's what we're doing today. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I also think, you know, it's so easy as military moms, and I'm sure you experience this, that we feel like we have to make our kids be happy. We want to solve it for them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like, and I've talked about this, this before as, um, on my show as, as a challenge of military life is that, you know, we move so often and, and, you know, again, it took us a while to have kids. So we were 10 years into our military career, just the two of us before we had our daughters. And I can do anything, you know, I can move to a new place and start over and all that other stuff. But when you bring your kids into it and you're, and you're seeing the fear and the, um, the sadness of leaving their friends, the fear and the nervousness and the anxiousness on the first day of school, when they're going to a brand new school, they don't know anybody we're in a brand new state. We just got here and they got to, you know, throw them to the wolves essentially. Do you know what I mean? As they, as they start a new place that to me. I can take on anything, but when it's my kids having to experience that, that's when that mama bear kind of comes out and, in you know, the, the desire and the, the drive to want to protect them from all of the emotional stuff that comes with having to move and start over so frequently is it it really challenging. And as a parent. I think that's one of, because I feel like we, you know, and I don't know that this is for everybody, but there's a lot of guilt around our lifestyle, you know, like they didn't ask for this, they were born into the military lifestyle, they, but, but the flip side to that is, this is all they've known they don't know any different than moving every few years and daddy's in the military and he goes off and does things. And, you know, we're going to go to a new place and then, and we have a forever home. Like who talks about having a forever home (laughs) besides (laughs) military kids that move all the time. Like we have a forever home. And like, you know, it's just um, it's, I think that the, the guilt that I feel as a parent um, is is hard for the lifestyle that we have for our kids. But then again, like I just said, the flip side to that is that they don't know any different than what we have right now. And um, and I've talked to some other military kids that have that are adults now, and they for for the most part look back on their military career. They don't see, they don't remember the really hard stuff. Like I actually did an interview with Savannah, my 10 year old, um, last season during April, the month of the military child. And I asked her to tell me, you know, what are the challenges? What are the things that are really hard for you? And she said, you know, going to new schools and starting over and things like that. But, and I was, but, but she didn't like, I thought she would be more specific. She was very general. And she had a really hard time the first like week or two of school being in the, in a new school, in a new state, the whole thing. And, that's not what she remembers. What she told me was, she was like, well, I met this girl named Clara and she was so nice. And she showed me where everything was. And that's what she told me. Not that she was really scared and nervous. She told me about this girl that was really awesome and helped her and now they're really good friends. And I was like, okay, wasn't this interesting that she doesn't remember the really hard, challenging, scared part. She remembers someone taking her kind of under their wing and like, oh, I've been at the school since I was in kindergarten. I'll show you where all this stuff is that's what she remembers. So I think that, you know, we kind of got to marry the, what we perceive is hard for them with what they are actually experiencing. Right. And I think in that
0: moment, it's really hard for them. Like that adjustment was hard, but when she Mm -hmm. looks back on it, she's able to see the person who was kind to her and the person who helped her out. And I've seen that with my own kids too, with talking to them about it. And we're kind of on the flip side. We've actually been here. We're at Fort Drum and we've actually been here six years, my husband was able to get high school stabilization for our boys to go through high school. So our oldest was a junior when we moved here. So he got high school stabilization three times. And now he has it for our oldest daughter who's graduating this year. And I'm like, we're not going anywhere. And so my little girls, all they've known is the same school, Mm. but because it is a military area, their friends are constantly leaving. And so we get that aspect of it of, yeah, so they still understand that military families move and they're like, and it's still up in there. Like, well, we could, we're still waiting. We're kind of, you know, did yeah. the, did the memo get approved? Do we get the stabilization for this? Are we moving next summer? What are we going to do? And so we still get some of that anxiety, but I think it's been helpful to kind of see it from the flip side of always being left. Cause that was one of the advices that I got given at my very first duty station from an older woman who wasn't military, but was in a military community. She goes, we're always left. People are Mm -hmm. always expecting us to be friendly and to, we need to go out of our way to make friends with them. And she goes, but you guys leave us. And I was like, and that's really stuck with me and being here really experiencing. I'm like, Oh, I have to go and find new friends, not because I'm moving, but because my friends are moving.
1: My kids have to
0: find those new friends. But they also do have some of those friends that have been here the whole time. And I'm like, and it's been such a different experience for my boys who like your girls went to three different elementary schools. Sure.
1: Yeah. And so we kind of get both sides of it now, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's it. I'd never thought about it that way, but that they're always getting left because I feel like as a, as a military family, that is hard. And and I feel like it's different with everywhere we go. I remember specifically when we were stationed in um, Cape Cape Canaveral, Florida, um, I felt very much like an outsider. Like I was not invited to stuff. I was not like the, the neighbors would all get together and have like, you know, sitting at the end of their driveway and just, you know, having, you know, hanging out whatnot while the kids played and we were never included. And I never felt like I was included in everything. And that, that is one of my least favorite duty stations because it was so isolating. Um, But I think it's interesting to look at the flip side of that, you know, as you know, they're the ones that are always getting left. But my, it it initially it immediately popped into my head when you said that though was, but it's not my choice. I don't, I'm not choosing to leave you. I'm being told I have to go someplace else. I don't want to go someplace else. You know what I mean? So, right. And I think (laughs) maybe they get it, but you're still leaving. Right. And so, but that
0: really helped me. And even that's one of the things we talk about with our kids. And as your daughter experienced, you know, somebody went and helped her, you know, there's a, somebody's going to be new all the time, whether they're military sure. or they're moving in. How mm-hmm. do we help them feel welcome?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, Is that, I've really, are you like no, that aspect
0: of teaching my kids? Be the one that says hi. Yeah. Just assume everybody's new. Yeah. That's a good thought. Yeah, for sure. Because it's a new school year even if it's Christmas time, you're, you know, cause military families, at least in our world, tend to move in the summer or at Christmas.
1: Right. Yeah. We've never done that. I am we've always, I'm like, we're moving in the summer. I don't, <laughs> I'm not moving my kids in the middle of the square. I know some people don't have the choice. Luckily it's worked out for us, I guess that we haven't had to move. We've always moved in the summer, but
0: <laughs> that's yeah. been
1: us too. We've been pretty lucky at moving in the summer,
0: but that seems yeah. to be when people move is summer and Christmas. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not on the Christmas rotation in the middle of the year.
1: Yeah, there's no, that would not, I would not be happy with that either. I'm really curious about the high school deferment. I've never heard of that before.
0: Yeah. So must be, maybe it's an army program, but I would assume okay. all branches do it. Um, Their junior year, you can get a memo that says it's their junior year that lets you extend to stay for their senior year. Actually, you can do the paperwork their sophomore year. Oh, wow. And it lets you stay at that duty station. It's called high school stabilization and it lets them just stay put so that the high school kids can have that experience and not move. And I had friends from here who actually requested to move early because they knew they, because of their job, they knew they would have to move. They requested to move at the end of their son's sophomore year to get high school
1: stabilization at their next duty station. Yeah. And it was approved. Oh, interesting. I yeah, thought, yeah. I'm going to have to look into that. I've never heard of that before. So I'm, I, and cause my girls, I mean, Savannah starts middle school next year. So we're going to start pumping pump, into that. Our goal was really, it was to try to be out by the time the girls start high school, but you know, we don't necessarily have a say in that. So
0: <laughs> you, you're at what 20 years, right? Cause we're at 19 yeah. and I thought we were about the same.
1: Yeah. So we're, we, well, we've been married for 20 years, but he has some prior time as well. So I, I don't know how they calculate all that. He's at like 24 or five ish. Um, but for us together, it's been 20 years. So we're definitely ready to go. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely lifers. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. yeah, We're, we're ready. We're ready to not, we're ready to be out for sure. But yeah. But then we'll see when that plans, Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, you know, we, we thought we were going to retire out of our last duty station, but then it's the middle of COVID. It's like, is this really the time to get out and try and find a job in the private sector? And, you know, with all these companies closing down and whatnot. And it was like, no, that doesn't seem right. So let's stay in. So here we are. <laughs> I think hopefully when the time's right, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So are, do you homeschool, you, you homeschool your kids too? Yes. <laughs> Well, oh my word I've
0: homeschooled off and on over the years. And okay, my seventh grader was just having some struggling and she's like, I just want more time with you. And with dad's travel as much as he's going to be predicted to travel. She's like, I just want to be home. And I said, okay, fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing yeah. that. But
0: I was like, if you're going to be home, then I decided to bring my fifth grader home as well, just so that they're together to do it. So okay. now we're figuring out what we want to do. And that's
1: a whole new ballpark again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely have that. We homeschooled, um, COVID what 2020. Yeah. yeah. We homeschooled that year because we were in Washington state at the time and they just could not make up their mind about what they were going to do. And we were just kind of getting all over the place. We're going to do hybrid. We're going to do blah, blah. And it was like, what is happening? We're just going to, we're just going to do our own thing for this year and kind of let it go. And it was, what I liked about it is that you can be very focused with your time and you can get your work done in a short amount of time. Like we would take two to three hours and then your school day is done. You got the rest of the day to yourself. I yes. love that. The girls love that. Um, but it's still it's hard. I mean, like they're you it know, it is hard. I mean, and yeah.
0: I kind of reached out. There's a couple of other pa- families that I go to church with that I know that homeschool. And I'm like, anybody want to do stuff with us? And so yeah. we kind of made our own little homeschool co-op. So Nice. I have another family that we do science with and then the five families we had our first field trip and everybody was sick but two of our families yeah <laughs> so that's-, that's kind of but we went to the zoo and had a great day and had fun and then we went to Costco because yeah. Costco's an hour and a half from us oh geez so that's- <laughs>
1: gosh yeah it was a zoo and Costco day <laughs> I there you go. That's exciting. I know sometimes you gotta make a day of it, right? When you don't have something that's new, yeah, it's so, so interesting when you so live we're in different places out and getting our groove and
0: deciding my yeah. oldest daughter's like, no, I don't want to homeschool. I'm doing, you know, she does the plays and the musical and yeah, you know, it's getting ready. And I was like, that's fine. I don't want to try and figure out that would just be a mess.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So what grade is she in? She is in 11th grade, but she's actually going to oh. graduate this year because oh nice. She's done with high school. Yeah. Yeah. And good for her because she had the accelerated track. She took like freshman classes, math and science in her eighth grade year. So she's like, what would I do my senior year anyways? Yeah.
1: Might as well go start working on that secondary education colleges. And yeah, we'll see what happens good for her. Yeah, I definitely. So we homeschooled that one year and it was hard and I was ready for the girls to go back to school. And I think that they missed their friends too, but it was a weird, like, you know, everybody yeah. we were quarantining it. I mean, it was like, it was not a normal situation. Cause I know that there's a lot of really cool homeschool groups where you have co-ops where you go and do stuff and things like that. Um, but I am definitely not opposed to um, taking that Avenue. If some time down the line, my girls are like, Hey, this is, you know, we're, we're not at a good, in a good school. They're having a hard time or whatever. I'm definitely not opposed to bringing them home and figuring it out again. <laughs> right. And that's kind of yeah. where
0: we're at. We had yeah. some stuff happen earlier in the year that just has added a lot of extra stress. And my daughter's like, mm-hmm. I just want more time with you. And I'm like, I'm home. This is right. This is why I'm so grateful that I am home. Right. That I can yeah. You need me, I can be there. And that I yeah. can do my podcast. I can work on my coaching business and things that I do from home.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. So
0: is your podcast is new, then? Um, I've been doing it about a year and a half. It's called oh, When wow. Military Life Gets Strange.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's cute. I, I like that's a good I play of words. A
0: few weeks. I took off a little while. My sister-in-law is has terminal brain cancer. And oh, so wow. I actually went out and stayed with them for about six weeks. And yeah. homeschooled her kids and finished up the school year because it was just more than my brother could handle in the moment.
1: Sure, sure. Which now they're yeah. doing
0: really good again, and good. She just had another surgery, and her tumor has shrunk. We don't know what that means yet, wow. but
1: okay, yeah. She had well, it five hopefully. years ago,
0: and it came back. Jeez. And so we're just kind of she she enjoys every day. I'm really, I'm really proud, impressed. My sister and I, one day were like, let's all complain about life and we're all going to sympathize with each other. And she's like, um, no, I can't complain about my life. I'm sitting with my kids and I'm like, all right, you you know, and it made me think, you know, my brother asked some questions like, you know, what about this or that? And, you know, getting remarried and things. And I'm like, that's normal. We're military wives. These are the conversations that we have. What would happen this Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, so this is normal. My, like, in my world, it is.
1: Right. Yeah. I really
0: enjoyed getting to go out and spend that time with his family and with yeah. his little kids and our girls are the same age. So it was really fun.
1: Yeah. That's and awesome. that You were able that, to do that.
0: You know, there's so much hard in the military, but I feel like that yeah. really made it. My husband being military and home, like I'd mentioned, we just hit two years of him not deploying and they didn't yeah. have anything. They were really focusing on dwell time. Yeah, that I was able
1: to go. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because that's that's not always the case, right? Because I mean, we are the default parent, right? So the the we're the constant, we're the one that is there all the time for the pickups and the whatevers, and it's not always easy for people to um, be able to take time like that. So that's amazing that you are able to have that experience for sure.
0: Yeah, and I was like, and I you know another job might have not have been so flexible with him, and I'm yeah. sure our time in service helped a ton.
1: Yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, a
0: 19 years in he he gets a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. Like, Hey,
1: I'm taking kids to school. Hey, I'm doing this. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's nice. It's nice. And it's nice too, that they take that time where, you know, you're in your off, your off period, you know, uh, let your, be able to focus more on family and allowing space for that. I yeah. think that's important
0: and it was kind of fun for my girls to get to experience my husband in a whole new way because they stayed with him I went by myself we didn't know how long I'd be there or what we'd end up doing sure and they got to see a different side of dad and it was my daughter goes so when dad was home the fridge was always empty and we'd have to figure out we'd get creative to eat and you're home and the fridge is always full and I'm like well now what do I eat (laughs)
1: Like that's funny. That's that's good. Well, it gives them perspective, right? Like all the they notice all the things that, hey, I thought this stuff just automatically happened. No, someone actually has to do this. (laughs) So he's always like, I could be a housewife and
0: I'm like, they might starve. Uh, Right? (laughs) Yeah. A uh, house husband. There you go. So yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and talking about just military life with me. I really appreciated it. Of course. No worries. Happy to be here. Will you tell my
1: listeners where they can find you? Of course. Yeah. So my, the podcast is called the unspoken life of the military wife. And I'm new to this space as well. I, my podcast is not even a year old yet. So, um, I, but I put out a lot of episodes. I think I have, I think I'm thinking like 40 something now. So yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, and, uh, so the, the podcast is the unspoken wife, the military life, but everything else is the mill spouse podcast. So it's the mill spouse podcast on Instagram, the mill spouse podcast, um, email and the mill spouse podcast, uh, .com for my website. Okay, I'll make
0: sure and share those in the show notes as well. So thank you so okay. much.
1: Of course.
0: Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Allison. I really enjoyed my time with her. We had a lot of good laughs before we started recording. If you're finding this podcast helpful, would you please like it and share it with another military wife as we share this podcast we can get more good out into the world and just help more people in general learn to love their military and everyday life. I made a video just for you guys. It's titled 10 Steps to Thrive as a Military Wife. And you can find that at mariastrangecoaching.com forward slash thrive. Or it's in my profile on Instagram at mariastrangecoaching. So there's a couple of different ways that you can connect. Let me know when you watch the video. What did you think? What was your favorite tip? As always, have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye.